Welcome to the Shitposter.club anime review podcast. I am Dad, your host. With me is Cool Boy Mew. Hey. Full Metal. Sup, friends. Friends. Yes, I, everyone <laughs> who listens is a friend. Yes. I, I don't I'm think trying we're to develop enough. a parasocial relationship so I can get paid. I don't <laughs> think we're big enough to have hate listeners. Uh, you don't know. I hope <laughs> we have hate listeners. <laughs> <laughs> anyway alright so for this episode we're going to do more of Full Metal's list and it's got quite a lot of cool stuff on here so we're going to finish up the what is the honorable mentions yeah, at yeah, the very the, least those were just the honorable mention what, what, yeah. is this like a 100 honorable mention uh, yeah, no 50 it's 50 honorable yeah 50 honorable mentions okay, and okay. then 100 actual recommendations alright alright these were just, I was just going through my list, and I felt like all of these needed to be mentioned, at least uh, in passing, as something worth checking out. Yeah. Even if not all of them are, like, super duper great, they at least have something interesting. Or I feel like they, they weren't really uh, uh, really given the proper attention. They might have gotten overshadowed, or just sure. forgotten by time. Yeah, I get what you mean. So we, uh, where we like left that. off was Soul Eater. Mm-hmm. Have you guys seen this? Nope. No, I had a roommate in college Damn. who liked it, but I, I've never seen it. Yeah, this was considered, like, top of the fucking food chain at the time. Not so yeah, much now. I heard the anime is really fucking well animated, too. Oh, yeah, it has some pretty wicked animation. So this is also created by the same guy that did Fire Force. So if you've seen that, you kind of have a general idea because his style hasn't changed too much since then. There's a reason for that, but I shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Animated by Studio Bones. Yeah, Bones usually does good work. So, yeah, Soul Eater is the show about... Uh, a i guess a high school because every anime has to be in a high school uh, about these kids that are reapers and they use like weapons like human weapons like people that turn into weapons like a guy turning into a scythe or two girls turning into twin pistols and uh these reapers go out and you know they hunt the bad guys they hunt fucking monsters and dumb shit whatever it doesn't matter it, it, and, it, uh, it, it's less lewd Valkyrie Drive Mermaid. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Which is probably... I haven't seen that, but you're probably correct. Yeah, that's I'm just going to take your word on that. No, Valkyrie Drive Mermaid came much after, so it took from Soul Eater, but basically it, it, it's two girls uh, who, were, who have some sort of virus or whatever the fuck, and, and, and then they... they they, they get each other off, and one of them like transform into a weapon or something. Oh, get it, like get them off like literally, like uh, beat yeah, the fucking yes. meat. Yeah, extreme lesbo action. Yep. <laughs> anyway, Soul Eater. Yeah, I, I heard good things when at the time this was airing. Yeah. So is this an action comedy or what? Yeah, it's uh yeah, that's pretty much it. Action, adventure, comedy, fantasy, those are the genres. Um yeah, there's a 
it, it's pretty standard shonen honestly uh it's just you have a threat and you have people who deal with the threat and i told you the premise already people turn into weapons and the people who wield them are called weapon meisters so they they take the human weapons fight the bad guys that's pretty much it that's like the whole premise of the show and it, it's pretty solid for the most part it kind of falls apart a little bit towards the end you know like all of this guy's work does but uh for the beginning part it's pretty pretty damn entertaining yeah, there was a reason why it was considered like like top tier shit at the time. Does the anime uh, support uh, not supports, but do, do, does the anime um, animate all the manga? Um, I don't, I don't think so. Actually, I'm not entirely sure. I don't know if they ever finished the manga. To be honest, I'm pretty sure they did. I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, there's that site manga app. Uh, manga updates and it tells you how far an anime goes into a manga well the, really? the show has 51 episodes so i don't think they adapted the full thing uh they created some spin-offs of this like uh th this came out like i don't know fucking let's see 2014 yeah soul eater not which is just like a moe version of soul eater and yeah. literally nobody asked for it i, I almost... it was weird I almost watched this, but apparently you, you need to have. Well, I mean, it, it was during a seasonal, but I've heard that uh, it, it, you needed uh, to know Soul Eater before. So, yeah. Yeah, it was weird. It's like nobody asked for this, and the barrier to entry was like you already had to be a fan of Soul Eater. So, it's like, who was this for? Like, the very few people who like Soul Eater but wanted a Moe version of it, which, that's not a particularly large audience. It's like when they did a middle school kids spinoff of Attack on Titan. Yeah, it's like, who the fuck is this for? So if you look at this manga updates page, just scroll down to anime start slash end chapter. I didn't know about that. Uh, that I didn't part. know either. I, I never saw that part. So it's if you've seen all the anime, you could, and you want to continue the story, just pick up from chapter thirty-seven. It says. That's uh, very interesting. I, I, I'll, I'll make more use of this then. I didn't. I do remember, remember there being a bit of filler towards the end. I think they were planning to make more anime, and it just didn't get. Uh, it just didn't get approved. Yeah, it's yeah. anime anime only content from episode forty eight. So it sounds like it got a filler ending. Yeah, and I don't think anybody liked it. I remember watching it and thinking like, yeah, this is kind of boring now. Unfortunately. But uh for the first like probably like thirty, forty episodes, it's pretty fun. It's pretty solid. But you'd be hard pressed to find anyone to say like this is their favorite anime. Right. A lot of people, I'm sure, feel nostalgic towards it. It was definitely one of my first shonens that weren't like Naruto or Dragon Ball or whatever. So anyway, yeah, that's Soul Later. Check it out. All right, next one. All right, next one, Space Dandy. Space Dandy. Yeah, fucking Space Dandy, dude. Have you guys seen Space Dandy? Of course. Oh of yeah. Course. Yeah. Of course. Some good uh, shit. Also, interestingly. This aired on TV on uh, Adult Swim a few hours 
before it aired in Japan. Yeah, they did like a simulcast thing, and it actually came out uh, here first, which was kind of uh, different. You don't see that happen very often. That, that that's because uh, mostly the uh, well, he, he, uh, the director also did like Cowboy Bebop and uh, mm-hmm. a Samurai Shampoo, which, as far as I'm aware, they they are much more popular in the West than they are in Japan. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His work is way more popular. Like if you taught, if you said, "Oh, my favorite anime is Cowboy Bebop," to a Jap, they'd be like, "What? What's Cowboy Bebop?" Yeah, yeah, and it's super disheartening because yeah. that yeah. is one of the best ones. Yeah, but 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 half of it is also because it, it it's released during the 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 golden time, you know. Yeah, but still, still, I mean, I mean, I'm not shitting on Cowboy Bebop or somewhere Jumper. They are fantastic animes. So. Yeah, but they're two know. of my favorites, honestly. But yeah, uh, they really did get more attention, probably than they deserved, because. Like, that was sort of the golden age of, like, anime in the West. Uh, right, because they were of, on... Like, quality and production and, uh, they and were good like, and... popular culture. Yeah, yeah. And they were on Cartoon Network, and Cowboy Bebop is probably the first anime to get a good dub. Yeah, I, I'd say yeah. those two are definitively, like, the ones from the, from the golden age that are definitively actually that good. Yeah, they definitely still hold up today, but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Space Dandy. So Space Dandy is more of a comedic uh, sort of space sci-fi adventure, uh, more so than like Cowboy Bebop or anything. It's uh, it's uh, largely episodic, I believe. Every yes. episode is sort of a different scenario, you know, kind of like an old Saturday morning cartoon. Every every episode is different. And, uh, and it's just the gang getting up in the hijinks and like wacky hijinks ensues. And uh, the, the comedy is pretty good for the most part. I don't think every episode's a hit, but uh, that's it's how it pretty goes. solid. That, that's how it goes yeah. with those kind of shows. Right. Yeah, it just, yeah. You're either going to find it funny or you're not. One thing I liked about Space Dandy is uh, sometimes different episodes would have different art directors, so they would look mm-hmm. completely different. But oh yeah, that 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 was great. That, that was really really great. There, there were definitely a, a, yeah. a, a bunch of episodes that had like a significantly different feel from the other, which really really helped the uh, episodic thing. So even if you don't find it don't find it funny at all. It's still worth watching just to see uh, different directors' takes well, on it. Well, maybe yeah. the next episode will be funny. I don't know. That, that, <laughs> I say that, yeah. that, that that's how it works with the episodic shit. So. Yeah, that's... If that's something that you value, that's definitely there, because space, every episode of Space Dandy almost feels like a different show. Uh, and... Uh, Sometimes they go like super hard on the animation. Dude. There's some really beautiful animation in this show. It's like mind boggling. What, what, what was that episode? The, the dance episode or something? I, I don't know. I, I, I remember especially interesting animation at all. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't remember the 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 name of the episode or which episode it was, but there was an episode where Dandy's like kind of surfing in space 
and it just like the animation goes so hard i'm like oh fuck this looks beautiful <laughs> and uh yeah so th this is an honorable mention for me because i didn't find most of the comedy that funny personally but that's just me it's gonna vary per person right but i still think dandy is worth mentioning just because it has so much going for it yeah a lot of great visuals in this show if nothing else Mm-hmm, exactly. So anything else to say about it, or...? Nope. Nope. All right. It, it's a pizzazic, so that, that's going to be really hard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's not much you can really say about it. So, yeah, it's good. Just watch it. Anyway, moving on. Teijina Senpai, or Magical Senpai. This yeah, was a show I, that kind of got slept on real hard. It came out in 2019, so it's fairly new. It's only a couple of years old, uh, and it's pretty short. It was only 12 episodes, and the episodes themselves were short, I believe. I think that, yeah, they were 13 minutes long. 13 so, minutes, yeah. Yeah, but that's what I kind of liked about it. I think more like comedy shows should be structured like that, because if when you go on too long, it just kind of like overstays its welcome. Yeah. But I feel like Tejina Senpai is, has a good balance of that, where... It comes in, tells you the funny joke, shows you the jiggly boobies, and then moves on. Like, yeah, yeah, that was nice. That, that's what I was going to say. I, I believe a 13-minute is perfect for it. Yeah, like those half-episode kind of timelines, or time zones, or whatever. Time <laughs> slots. I don't know, I couldn't think of the right word. Yeah, those like half-episode time slots are really good for comedy shows. So and, I haven't uh, seen this. Is is it just about a, a girl who does magic tricks badly? Yes. Yes, that's basically the whole premise, but it's pretty funny. Well, actually, she she's supposed to be good, but she's not good in front of an audience. Yeah, she's at, when she's just practicing at home, she's actually pretty good at her at you know pulling off the tricks. But whenever she gets around people, she gets nervous and ends up put, getting herself in a compromising position. She that's usually about, ends up with yeah her boobs or her ass yeah because she's like double thick for like no reason <laughs> yeah and that's literally the premise of the whole show and then like uh i don't even think the characters have names oh they do I, but I they just refer I, oh she I, doesn't I, have a name they just call her she's just called senpai yeah i know there's a few more characters i don't remember much for it but it it ended up being kind of pretty comfy yeah, it was a, an overall very enjoyable show that I think a lot of people just sort of ignored for whatever reason. I think they probably... Uh... Reminds me of the number one ranked guy in Street Fighter V. Like, they have a ranking mm. system with hundreds of thousands of people on it, but the guy who's ranked absolute number one is some shut-in from Japan. Who Apparently, Makes he's, sense. he's incredibly skilled at the game, of course, but uh, he gets stage fright, so... He never goes to tournaments. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if you were like a literal neat and all you did was play Street Fighter all day and you were like super autistic about it, you'd probably get really good at it. But Yeah, it's just would, what I, this premise reminded me of. I would kind of uh, say this is almost like a reverse Uzaki-chan where like uh, she's just more of a goofball than like a tease. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So it's it's kind of that premise, and uh, 
like there there's like sort of a hint at romance between her and like the main guy but then kind of not because like anytime he starts to develop feelings for her she does something really retarded and he's like okay yeah no never mind <laughs> this well, bitch is straight up fucking dumb well it's, it, it's endearing when a big titty anime girl does it yeah <laughs> aren't girls the cutest when they're basically retarded if it's a romance anime, you're you're basically getting like a, absolutely no plot advancement in like yeah. three hundred chapters. Oh god, I hate that shit, dude! Fucking <laughs> shout out to Kimi no Todoki for being absolutely garbage. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty simple show. There's not too much to say about it. It's very comedic, so either you're gonna find it funny or you're not. So let's move on. All right. Next one is Tenko no Ko, or I believe Weathering with You. Yep. Yep. That's the English title. So this is a movie, actually. I I almost went to see it, but they got him lazy. <laughs> yeah, and this is kind of sorta related to Kimi no Nawa. The uh, uh, your name, your name, I believe. Your it, name. It, it, yeah. It's related? It has. It, it's it's related. It takes place in the same universe. Oh, really? Uh, like the yeah. It has uh, the the main character, like the boy from your name, uh, shows up in a cameo of this movie. He's just. It's just sort of like a small interaction. It's not like super duper like relevant to the main story, but it, it's there. So can we pretend it's a prequel to Voices of a Distant Star? Uh, you can pretend whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> so I haven't but, seen uh, this, but it's been on my list of stuff to watch ever since it, I, it came out in 2019. No idea what it's about. I've just heard good things. Right. So it, it's about this uh, boy who's from like a small island off of Japan, and then he comes to move to Tokyo. And... um and he's like broke as shit and he's like a runaway child so he's just kind of like basically fucked because japan's so legalistic if you don't have your papers you're kind of screwed but he ends up finding work being like this sort of tabloid journalist and um for like some shitty like occult magazine you know like that goofy shit like uh like whatever the japanese equivalent would be of bigfoot sightings the tabloids yeah it's just like that stupid shit real shit tier literal fake yeah, news like, about like literal retard tier shit yeah <laughs> and so yeah and then he runs into this girl and then you know uh they form a friendship she saves him or he saves her from like a creepy child molester by straight up pulling a fucking gun on him yeah, he found a gun, by the way. He just finds a gun in Tokyo. He's just digging through the trash and finds a fucking gun, I think. Some Yakuza must like have thrown it away. Yeah, after it was, it was literally like a Yakuza murder weapon that he just finds. It's like, oh, mine. And he's just like, yeah, I'm just going to carry this loaded gun everywhere that was probably used to murder somebody. That's real fucking smart. And so, like, yeah, he almost shoots this fucking dude and scares him off, saves the girl. They become friends. And then, you know, he finds out she's, like, uh, got this supernatural power to control the weather. 
and then they start a business doing that and it kind of goes from there and there's some drama and there's some romance and there's some comedy you know the same old shit it's by Makoto Shinkai, so you know exactly what to to expect because all of his movies are somewhat the same yeah i mean if you liked your name it's kind of a similar thing i kind of like this better to be honest than your name i thought your name was a little overrated but mostly yeah, because i saw here. the twist coming a mile away and i didn't find it that uh interesting i see <laughs> it's right, also, I it's just, need to watch this yeah. sometime yeah it's pretty it's pretty solid i gotta say the animation's beautiful of course but you know if you've seen one of these movies, you've kind of seen them all, sort of. So it really depends on how much you like like these sort of movies. This one, I would say, is a little better than most of uh, uh, guys' uh, movies. Uh, I mean, I mean, one every few years is probably fine, but don't binge watch them. <laughs> yeah, I pro- I wouldn't watch them back to back. I don't. I've only seen like I've watched. Yeah, same like one every couple of years. Which is which is exactly uh, what the bastard is doing. So, so it's it's working for him. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's a movie. They only like you know, movies typically yeah. only come out like from the same studio like every couple of years, unless you're yeah. like fucking Disney or some shit. Yeah, or, or like Pokemon and One Piece seem to get new movies every year, but that, yeah, they're that, a varying that, quality. That that's because mm-hmm. One Piece for a while they were doing a lot of. Uh, of uh, arc uh, arc recap, a, a lot of them are, are just recaps. So yeah, yeah. Oh, I kind of want to get into One Piece. It's just so daunting. I, yeah, I, I believe I have heard from a friend that they're just not random recaps. They're kind of alternate world recap. There's like a bunch of weird plot elements that are changed, but whatever. Uh, after I finish reading the manga, I'll probably have to watch all 20-something One Piece movies and talk about them on this podcast. Maybe. <laughs> I'll do it. Alright, anything else to all say right. about Weathering With You? No, not too much I could say without spoiling it. And I, th- I think it's worth watching if you're into these kind of movies. So, next one. Yeah, next one is Tenshi Shitara Slime Dataken. That time I got reincarnated as a slime. Also, by the way, the movie, which is apparently, uh, well, it. No, never mind. But the, the, the movie is airing in Japan in about nine days, and then season three was announced. Yeah, so there, there's more coming. So uh, I'm basing this off of the first two seasons and i'm not talking about the slime diaries because who fucking cares about the slime diaries yeah i, I, dropped I don't come here for that. the gay slice of life shit and, and, and that's exactly why i was surpr- somewhat surprised you put that because we complain a lot about the slice of life shit but both of you seem to think this is worth watching despite yes despite yes. that yeah. stumbling i the yeah the slice of life is like the least interesting part of the show and there's a little too much of it but when it is like actually like progressing forward like plot wise it's actually pretty entertaining it does kind of suffer a bit from the isekai shit where you have characters that are like way too overpowered for no fucking reason 
Like, Rimuru is just straight up a fucking broken character. But, uh, you know, it's still damn entertaining, I gotta say. It's still pretty good. It's just that, yeah, the, the slice of life shit just... Yeah, it really, like, slows it to a crawl sometimes, and it's like, oh my god, just get on with it. Yeah, but then, you know, only it, an honorable mention. Yeah, that that's why. But it, there, if you can get past that, it's worth watching, I would say, because there's some interesting stuff that happens. And what was it, the end of season two, part one, or was it part two? It was yeah, part, part, one, part, right? part one, where you, it, you know exactly it, what I'm talking about, where it was like, damn, nigga! Yeah, ex- exactly. I, I was just about to drop it, and then a friend on this yeah, right? re- reached me, <laughs> and then he uh, make like big allusion to shit that's gonna happen, and I'm like, oh, tell me yeah. a little bit more. And then he told me more, and I was like, oh, I think I'm yeah. continuing to watch. Yeah, without spoiling it too much, uh, I'll just say Raymaru becomes a demon lord, basically. Yeah, and, and it's like, uh, okay, okay, all right, you have my attention. Yeah, and then, and then shit goes down for him, like, to become demon. It becomes really fucking interesting, so I uh, keep watching. Yeah. Nice. So, yeah, <laughs> not really much else to say about this show, but uh, one it's, one of the, it's one of the better isekais that came out recently, so, yeah. Check it out. All right. Next one. The Girl Who Leapt Through Time. So. Still haven't seen this. You, you, I'm wait, sure you, you really? have. Really? I, I, I'm pretty sure the Fediverse has, uh, has had like two showings of that already. Never seen it. Okay. It's from 2006. So I'm way out of date. Yeah, I've seen it twice in the Fediverse. Yeah, so uh, this is kind of similar to uh, Your Name or Weathering With You. It's a very similar kind of story. You know, it's about teenagers. There's some romance. There's some bu- there's some supernatural shenanigans going on. And, uh, uh, yeah. I check, and it's not Makoto Shinka. No, it's a different... It's a different... It's a different guy, but it's a very similar story i mean there's there's a lot of these kind of it's a very simple like supernatural romance is kind of a uh pretty much a staple like setting for a lot of these shows but yeah it's kind of what you would think from the title it's about a girl who gets time traveling powers and uh there's some reveals later as to why there's an actual explanation but i'm not going to spoil it does john Titor show up in this one oh yeah, it's actually secretly a crossover with Steins Gate. You crack the code. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I, Steins Gate's probably the best time travel, like anything I've seen, frankly. I normally hate time travel premises. This one does a pretty decent job of it, though, I gotta say. But yeah, it's, the main I, focus is on like the characters in this. I, Le- I not have really, very like, little science or supernatural. Did you like it, though, Mew? I that was okay, but I think I was okay. I, I I wasn't crazy about it. That, that that's why I have nothing to say about it. Yeah, next time I'm having Oof. an anime movie month, I can play this. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll be giving that one a ring check then. 
I, I don't want to say Oof. the third time. But you you don't agree with that opinion? I think it's a really good movie. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think it's a simple premise, but well executed. Maybe I'm biased because the, the main girl's a tomboy, and you know me. You know your boy. <laughs> but other than that, I think it's a pretty solid premise for a show or a movie. And I think it does it. I think it does it well. I don't. I can't really think of anything to complain about it. It just it didn't blow me away, but I can't really think of any reason to dislike it. So that's why I feel like it's it's easy to recommend. Sure. Alrighty then. So, next one then. Yeah. Tokyo Ghoul. Right. Fucking Tokyo Ghoul. Tokyo Ghoul is weird. How do you even start with Tokyo Ghoul? Uh, I I dro- I I dropped it after season two, but apparently season two is uh, almost completely filler error. Yeah, that's what I heard too. So, uh, I'm actually only recommending like part one and part two, which is basically just season one. It's Tokyo Ghoul and Tokyo Ghoul uh, Square Root A. I'm not exactly sure. Yeah, I'm not sure why they use the the symbol for square root. I'm assuming it's supposed to represent like a heartbeat on like an EKG machine or whatever. Oh, I would not thought of that. But Uh, this is what I assume. I don't know, but like, what is the square root of A? That doesn't make any sense as a title. All right, I I have. I have uh, Tokyo Ghoul season one, uh, episode one to uh, twelve is all canon, and then at around thirteen and twenty four, th- there's some mixes, and then uh, Tokyo Ghoul Ray. It's uh, no, it's all manga canon. What the hell? I guess. I don't know. Uh, I didn't watch Tokyo Ghoul Re, I'm going to be honest with you. Cause, well, I watched like one episode and I was like, this is dog shit. So that's kind of the unfortunate thing about Tokyo Ghoul. I think it has a lot of really interesting things going for it, but it ultimately falls a little flat. I still think it's worth checking out the uh, the original like first two seasons of it. Okay. You know, the, yeah. Part one or part two. Okay. R- sorry. Re is uh, the season three. So uh, yeah, the anime filler does not have the middle season, so it's not helpful. So I yeah, to- well, Tokyo Ghoul kind of became like a a, a mess. Um, I hear a lot of good things about the manga, and that's probably the better format to consume this in. Yeah, I read the first volume of the manga ages ago, but I don't remember anything about it. It just did not capture my attention. Right. So. I haven't even like told the premise of the story yet. So basically, uh, vampires are real, but they're not vampires. They're ghouls, and they eat people. It's basically a vampire story, though. Uh, we got so many better options if you want vampire stories. All right. So, so, yeah. So, uh, so, sorry. So an update about the anime filler list. It doesn't have the second season, but some fucking idiot has used the first season, the second season. So yeah, so the second season is entirely mixed canon filler. So that's why it, it's apparently a shit show. 
Yeah, that's what I've heard, that the, the anime is not a very good adaptation of the manga, that the manga is a lot better. Mm-hmm. And um, I think Giguk did a video about this. I want to say it was Giguk. So maybe check that out if you're interested. Um, but yeah, Tokyo Ghoul, it definitely has a lot of interesting premises. I think it has an, a, a, an interesting and unique aesthetic to it. And uh, fucking emos everywhere. Fucking love this goddamn anime. And I can oh, see yeah, why. It uh, definitely has that style going for it. It's odd topic, the anime. We've seen oh, yeah, this, uh, <laughs> but, this yeah. in the past. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... It definitely is hot topic, the anime. But it is interesting. But Death I won't Note say it's is... not interesting. Death Note has a hot topic aesthetic, and, and that true. one's actually good. Yeah, but the, the, the Death Note is really fucking good. Yeah. But, but I mean, yeah, this that's... is really... Hot topic, the anime. I, I yeah, mean, this is a lot more edgier, hot topic kind of shit. This is like, this is like uh, eighth grader, like hot topic shit. But I'm, I was kind of into it. I mean, I mean, just look how 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 the character dresses and look. Yeah, <laughs> just look at it. Yeah, real Tim Burton shit going on. And right. uh, it, 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 and the, the edge and and. The, the character themselves are, are kind of uh, very emo, let's just say. But yeah, yeah, they're pretty emo. It's it's yeah. The the drama can be a little bit melodramatic, but I have to say the uh, the end of Tokyo Ghoul, uh, the the I guess season two, the uh, the, the war thing. Yeah, the war that oh, was God. actually really really good in my opinion. I thought it was really good. I thought yeah, it was yeah, the best part of the show. Yeah, yeah I completely agree. Uh, the, uh, I, I remember the, w- when the war started. Uh, that scene, what I, I don't, I just remember like rewinding it over and over again. It was like right. I watched it, it like three times. I was like, oh exactly. man, yeah, because I was not expecting shit to go down like that. The animation, also the music. I don't remember, but I remember. Oh god, the that music scene being too. perfect. Yeah, is honestly, it's it's f- fucking fantastic, and that's what kind of saves the show. It has moments like that where it's yeah. like, oh man, that's really good. It's just so un- it's just so unfortunate. There's so much other like dog shit going on in the background, and uh, and then the sequel seasons were just so just not interesting. I was so disappointed because after that scene, it's like, how do you follow it up? And the answer is they don't. <laughs> it's just, it just turns to shit immediately. And it's like, oh, man. But for what it was, it was good. And I recommend checking it out if you can stomach the hot topic and melodrama. I always did have a fondness for big titty goth girls. So are there any of those in this series? Uh, yes, not... but she technically dead. What, she undead or did she die in the past this is super uh this is like the first episode so uh he kind of gets like the this dude is like a normal like kid and then he gets like killed and uh sort of crushed by like i think it was like fucking like construction shit or something yeah uh while he's getting attacked by a ghoul and they they scoop both of their corpses up and just mash them together kind of so they take like the guts of this woman and put her put them in the boy because there was no saving her. She was gone. But he was like barely clinging on to life. And then it comes to find out she was a ghoul. So now he's like a half ghoul. 
he's like a unique version of a ghoul where he kind of retains most of his humanity, but he's still a ghoul in the end. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that, and he has that, to that, like that cope with the, the fact. Yeah, that's the whole premise. So now he's like trying to cope with the fact that he's been forced to turn into a ghoul. And yeah, uh, yeah. I don't really like, agree with some of its some of the show's philosophy on cannibalism and how it's really not that bad, guys. Yeah, mm, no, it's still pretty bad. Yeah, aren't there unique diseases you can get from eating humans? Oh uh, yeah, you can die. You're not supposed to eat people. You're not supposed to eat other humans. You're not really supposed to eat any predator animal. Really, any animal that eats meat is not particularly healthy for you to eat. Yeah, because of something I don't. I don't remember. That's why, why we eat like cows and shit. You eat herbivores. I've heard that it's dangerous to eat uh, predator fish because uh, the mm -hmm. small fish ha will have small amounts of mercury in them just because of yeah. all the pollution around the world. So if you eat a fish that eats other fish, it'll probably have a higher concentration of mercury in it. That's probably true. Be careful when eating swordfish or other sharks or other predators. Yeah, and also you run into a problem with parasites typically, like... Uh... Predator animals typically carry parasites. So, anyway, that's not really important. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Tokyo, Tokyo Ghoul. Ghoul. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Check it out or don't. I don't know. It's your life. Figure yeah. it out. Annie List recommends like Jujutsu Kaitsen, Parasite, Chainsaw Man, just stuff that's way better than this. <laughs> yeah. But if you're, you know, if you're looking for something a little different, Tokyo Ghoul might be interesting for you. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, yeah, a lot, a lot of people seem to like it. Yeah, again, that's a, it's an honorable mention. It's got problems, but it's it's interesting enough to uh, probably pique your interest. Anyway, moving on, Tenkatsu DJ Akitaro. What the hell am I looking at with the editor? Never heard of this. Never yeah, nobody has. That's why I wanted to put it on my list because it's interesting. So right. it's like these nine minute like TV shorts, and there's like 12 episodes of it. It's very short, but it the premise is you get this boy who uh he one day he works for his family at their like um their pork cutlet restaurant, and one day he goes and sees like a like a DJ show at a club. And he instantly, like, falls in love with, like, DJing, and he wants to become a DJ. So he, like, saves up money and gets help from his friends to get, like, DJ equipment, and he practices DJing. And he um, he gets a mentor, like, a DJ mentor that used to be, like, a, a big shot back in the day, but he's kind of washed now. And uh, he just kind of goes on this, like, journey of, like, discovering how to become a DJ. And it's a very simple premise. And uh, a lot of the puns and jokes are about like pork cutlets and stuff yeah tonkatsu yeah that's that's you know he, he he they call him the tonkatsu dj because he integrates like pork cutlet ideas into his music like <laughs> one of the, one of the tracks that he mixes he plays the sound of sizzling like oil like the like the fryer that you would like fry your pork in and he mixes that into the track to create like this chill vibe for the club and people are like kind of digging it 
And so that's like kind of the premise of the show. It's just kind of a little bit goofy, but it's it's just this uh, fascinating sort of anime. Uh, does he ever find out about Weird Al Yankovic? I don't <laughs> believe so. I don't who's, think so. Who's famous for having many songs about food? He had quite a following <laughs> in Japan. Like, there's really? one clip of him in the '80s uh, singing "Eat It," which is a parody of Michael Jackson's "Beat It." Except mm-hmm. uh, all the lyrics have been adapted to Japanese, and he's badly <laughs> singing it while surrounded by sumo wrestlers and shit. <laughs> I'll find the vid and add it to the show notes. I, yeah, I didn't know he was popular in Japan. It's weird what Westerners end up popular in Japan. Yeah, well, he did get referenced in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but really. Yeah, I kind of vaguely remember that. Remember at the end of Stardust Crusaders when uh, Joe Toro was testing his grandpa? I don't remember. <laughs> it's major spoilers for the end of Stardust Crusaders. I'll talk but, about it later. Are you talking about in the, when they're in the ambulance? Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I vaguely remember something to that. I yeah, don't remember. would have been cool if there was a stand based on one of his songs. Just like a serial killer named dare to be stupid or something yeah that'd be kind of interesting but (laughs) but uh there's not too much to say about this anime um it's it's very simple and it's short so it's it's literally just about this kid learning to dj and also being like obsessed with tonkatsu (laughs) so if you're just looking for something short to watch Check it out. I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Anyway, right. moving on. Added to my list. So the next one is Under the Dog. Uh, this is a one episode. What? Well, was that not a Kickstarter or some shit? Yes, this was. I was getting to that. So Under the Dog was like the first. Uh, it might have even been the first like anime Kickstarters. Yeah, I believe so. so. So, yeah, so this got funded on Kickstarter to uh, essentially make a pilot for a show. That's basically what it is. It's a one-episode OVA that's essentially a pilot. Um, it's a very simple premise. It's honestly pretty similar to Licorice Recoil, and I see that in the recommendations now that I scroll down. So, yeah, uh, the, the whole time I was watching Licorice Recoil, I'm like, man, this is just what Under the Dog would have been if it got adapted to a full show. Yeah. But this seen... has more like boobies. So oh, and, there's that the, going for it. Yeah, in the early 2000s, there was noir, which is also about <laughs> Japanese schoolgirls who are also expert assassins. There's, yeah, there's, I think there's a few shows like that. I, I can't remember. I know there's another one. I just don't remember the name of it. But uh, anyway, so sell us, sell us on this one episode under the dog. Well, it's one episode, so it's kind of hard to like sell you on it, but it's also like just short. So if you wanted to check it out, it's not like it's gonna waste too much of your time, right? But uh, yeah, it was a Kickstarter, and um, I remember when it came out, people shat all over it because I don't think they really understood what they were paying for. Like it, it's I, out there I can't remember exactly how much series. money. Yeah, um, I maybe. I can't remember how much money it generated. I think it was around like 100k, which is enough for like an episode of an anime. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's animation costs money. 
yeah, it's like they probably got underpaid too to make this. So I don't know what people thought they were going to get out of it. Yeah, they can't all be a Makoto Shinkai who animates every single frame entirely on his own over several years. Right. This right. shit costs and money. It, for, and in terms of quality of the animation, it's pretty good. It's not like it's shitty animation. Um, they even do the 3D pretty decently for what it is. Uh, what I found the most interesting about this was... Um, so there, the the story is like there's this terrorist thing that's going on, right? So... Um, and uh the 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 japanese send in the american military because we still have a presence there so whenever there's like a big thing going on they'll probably call us too so they send in the american military so american soldiers show up uh on the premise of this school or whatever um and they they actually got like english-speaking actors it isn't like japs just doing like uh yeah I thought that was really... I appreciated them going the extra mile for that. Because usually they just get, like, some guy who's at the who's at the fucking, like... Who's already at the recording studio to, like, really half-assedly say things in English yeah, that he they, clearly doesn't understand. Yeah, exactly. They, they get a Japanese voice actor with a very varying result. Sometimes Yeah, terrible. like, he took two years of English in high school or something, so yes. he, he barely knows any English. Yeah, sometimes it's terrible, sometimes it's not so bad. I, I've seen some other times where they seem to have gotten someone that actually knows English. However, they're not voice actor. I've seen this on... It, yeah. was, it was season two of three. The two main characters goes to, like, Australia. And... Uh, and oh, I think I've seen that clip. Yeah, yeah, and it, it's actually people that can talk English, but they don't sound like voice actor. Yeah, yeah, it just sounded like a guy who had a gun pointed to his head, <laughs> and it's like, uh, this sounds really rigid. But uh, from what I remember, it's not very rigid. I don't know if the people who are hired to do this were like professional voice actors or what. They might have been. I don't know. I remember them doing a decent enough job because I wasn't like, oh, that's shitty. I was like, yeah, that sounds like someone who might be in the mil- in the U.S. military. Yeah, according to Annie List, this got a like fifty-seven percent score and never got any sequels. Yeah, people no, shat they, all over just this, once. which is bullshit because it wasn't bad. It's it's not like the most unique story, but it's and, it's quite literally similar to Licorice Recoil. Yeah, it only got one spinoff. That's a one episode, three minute short. Yeah, that was probably just like so, some backer thing. So, that, I guess most that, people did not like this. That, that's perfect for uh, anime movie night. Some random yeah. thirty minute thing. All right, exactly. I'll, I'll leave a tab so, open for this. Yeah, this, this isn't like the best thing ever, but I thought it was interesting for what it was for like a, a crowdfunded pilot. I thought that was pretty good. But uh, apparently, people did not understand what they were paying for. Yeah. All of the criticisms surrounding it are like really stupid. I remember one day I, I was on like Mal and I went through reading the uh, some reviews of it, and just there were people giving it like twos and like threes and stuff. And it's like, you guys are fucking literally retarded. There's a big. Like, note. I supported this and blah do, blah blah, and it was do, shit. And it's like, well, you're retarded. Do, do not read the reviews on Mall. They're oh fucking retarded. <laughs> they are so retarded. Every time I've, like, 
because you know you read a review because you want to understand like what people like and dislike generally right but anytime i've read a malin review they're so shit they're so shit anime reviewers are literally retarded us excluded of course but like (laughs) people who actually like write down these like (laughs) these anime reviews they're so they make no fucking sense yeah i don't understand yeah like they'll write like massive several paragraph and then yeah they'll write like a whole like fucking like thesis on this goddamn show and make no fucking sense all of it's terrible yeah it's like man you really spent like like eight hours writing this thing that made no that was just dog shit (laughs) just an absolute waste of time but anyway uh yeah (laughs) under the dog check it out Right, and the last on your uh, honorable mentions list is Watamote. Yeah, do you want to try pronouncing the full name for us, Mew? All right, Watashiga Motenai Noa Do Kanga Etemo Oma Eraga Wari. It's such a fucking mouthful. Why did they do this? Yeah, this uh, isn't an isekai. This is not right? a light novel either. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Uh, everybody knows Watamote, I think. they People use her face for reaction gifts all the time. Because this is this is a, this was a pretty popular show. Uh, it, it's Wow, she's literally <laughs> me. Yeah, this is like every like autistic girl on the internet. I, I, I never want to see this again. Because this is uh, Waja. <laughs> this is Waja, the anime. And yeah, every, literally. Every episode will take me like an hour. Yes, to, to, to watch. But that's it's crazy. Yeah, but uh, that's why I have to recommend it. I have never had a show deal spiritual damage to me before. <laughs> Not like this. Watching this, my like, I wanted to recede inside of myself like a fucking turtle. Yeah, it's oh cliche to call things cringe, but uh, you will physically cringe away from your yeah. screen when watching. I can't this. tell you how many. I remember I watched. I was watching one episode of it, and I had to pause like ten or eleven times and walk away, exactly. and take a break and come back. There are times where I literally like curled into my chair and started groaning. She's so fucking autistic, like not in a charming <laughs> way. But in like, in like, oh god, just kill me now, kind of way, like secondhand cringe that could kill you. Yeah, oh, like yeah, there's yeah. one episode where she stops bathing for several weeks because she read in a magazine <laughs> that yeah. uh, that the natural <laughs> smells are enticing oh, to men. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, and, she, and like her hair gets all greasy, and she thinks yeah. like it looks pretty because it's shiny. But then yeah, her brother sees her; it's like you look like a fucking bird, like a dirty pigeon. <laughs> yeah, there's ants crawling around her and shit. Yeah, it's like ugh, she's so gross. There, <laughs> there's actually a, a good story about the mangaka and the English release of the first oh, uh, volume. Yes. We've told this story before. Yeah, and I'm telling it again. Okay. Uh, the, the <laughs> Go man- for it. The mangaka on Twitter uh, on say that she's never seen a penis. For uh, 4chan <laughs> took notice of this and she and they, they sent her dick. They, they, they fixed that problem. 
and then later on when the uh, the first volume released uh, in the west uh, she thanked everyone for the dick pic and the first volume <laughs> thank you for the penis pics dude very cool <laughs> And, and, and oh, yeah, I, I, at, the, at the time, I, I was not even sure it was real anymore, be, be, because, because the story is so fucking crazy. But I, I fact checked it, and it was fucking real. It doesn't super shock me. There's a lot of people in Japan that are still very reserved from that sort of uh, culture, and that that doesn't shock me that 4chan would would send an artist like a plethora of dick pics. <laughs> A cornucopia of cocks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good old fortune. Uh, she, she probably thought cocks looked like, you know, Tetris blocks or some shit. Yeah, maybe. Maybe she just thought they all looked pixelated. Uh, if she's anything like the main character of her manga, she, she might have literally thought that I would imagine she has to point. be somewhat like her character, because yeah, nobody these, these could hits... possibly write a character this cringe without being a little bit that. Yeah, these hit so close to home. They have to be based on <laughs> real-life stories. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, what are the best moments? I'm not going to spoil the best, because I want people to experience that for themselves. You definitely have to watch this show. For you have to experience the show. It's something like no other. But one of the best parts of the show is where she's cheating at Yu-Gi-Oh to impress a bunch of like eight-year-old kids at a card <laughs> shop. She's like LARPing as like a fucking Yu-Gi-Oh character. It's great. It's like that's one of the most pathetic things I think I've ever seen. Well, that 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 list uh, sure finished with a bang. Compared yeah. to, to Dad's list, <laughs> unlike Dad's wet farts. <laughs> yeah, I was considering <laughs> watching something that just would alphabetically go at the end of my list that didn't suck. So yeah, so so we're now now finished with the Full Metal Fifty Honorable Mention, and and yeah. future episode will go with the act. Recommendations. Yeah, so we're yeah. about one third through the list. Yeah, I also want to state that uh, Watamote was just like barely beat out. Like, I debated literally for like weeks whether to keep that in the main <laughs> one or to re re relegate it to the honorable mentions. It, it, it's and just I, too cringe for the real list. I, yeah, I, I had to. Yeah, I had to put it in honorable mentions because it is a painful watch. You have to be a masochist to enjoy that show. Because it will actually cause spiritual damage. I'm not joking. Painful is an understatement. You, it, you, yeah, it's literally physically painful. I curled into a ball and groaned watching this show. <laughs> it's like, oh, she's so retarded. Yeah, I can recommend Watamote <laughs> strongly. But yes, you will cringe. And remember, kids, please bathe because we can smell you. Yes, yes, I've I've been to Smash Brothers tournaments. Yeah, don't yeah, don't be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a Yu-Gi-Oh tournament fairly recently where they had to put up signs to tell people to shower before arriving? Yeah, because yes, it gets I, too smelly. I, 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 apparently, there's there, there's been rules for a few years. Uh, where if you if you smell, you're uh, automatically disqualified. <laughs> you can't oh, judge and you 
That's so the, fucking hilarious. So the opposite of uh, that one guy in early Dragon Ball, uh, Bacterian. He's the, this fat bastard who hasn't bathed in years. I know, yeah, and I uses know stench attacks. Yeah, you can't use Krillin. stench attacks to win your Yu-Gi-Oh duels. That's cheating. <laughs> then he fights Krillin, who has no nose. <laughs> I'm going to send you to the shower realm. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, so yes, practice basic hygiene. Dear yeah, listeners. Please, we're begging you. Oh shit. Alright. So should we end the episode there? Uh, I got one thing to talk about and then we can end it if you want. Okay. Sure. Okay. So this week I watched an anime called Super Crooks. Uh, it was one of the anime that got picked up by Netflix. And it actually has a pretty solid English dub. Um, you know, it got like Troy Baker to do the main character. He's usually a pretty solid voice actor. And uh, it, all around, it's actually pretty well done. Netflix has actually been pretty decent with their, uh, their dubs recently. Uh, the problem, though, is it did kind of have a little bit of that, like, gay SJW shit. So there's a scene where, like, a villain and a hero are fighting. And then the villain says, or, yeah, the villain says to the hero, like, oh, you're not very fun. I bet, you know, you don't have any friends. Um, and uh, and th this is the Japanese line, by the way. It's like, oh, you're, you're no fun. I bet you don't have any friends. And he's like, shut up. I have lots of friends. You don't know. That's basically the premise. But in the English dub... He's like, oh, I bet you're not very popular with the ladies. And he's like, shut up, I'm Arrow. As in aromantic, which is an SJW term oh. for uh, I'm a faggot who doesn't get pussy and my penis doesn't work. Yeah, I, I, actually, <laughs> this is uh, 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 the, the, this is actually an, uh, a Western comic book. Yes, uh, I was getting that. This is an adaptation. Uh, creators Mark Miller. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's done all sorts of Marvel shit. And mm -hmm. some DC and Judge Dredd. Yeah. So he, it, he's it, actually it, a pretty accomplished. It, 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 it's inspired by the comic of the same name, so it's not exactly the same shit. Yeah, I haven't read the comic, so I can't really tell um, how close it is. But... Uh, I just saw it on Netflix. I was like, oh, this looks interesting. I'll play this. I was just kind of expecting it to be background noise. But I actually just ended up sitting and watching it because it's actually really good. It's it's a, it's an anime about superheroes and villains. And um, it's a little bit like The Boys, if you know that series. It's yeah. a little bit more of a cynical take on heroes. Um, and the, they actually portray the, the, the villains as a little bit more sympathetic. Like, because most of them are just trying to, like, make it like anybody else. And, um, so the, the, it, it's very much like an Ocean's Eleven type of thing. It's, it's about, like, heists. It's mostly these villains trying to pull off heists. Because they, they live in a world where superheroes are very abundant. So it's kind of hard to, like, do petty crimes anymore. Because they just get, like, fucking decimated. Because they have, like, a hero union that constantly steps in. But, um, so the, the, the main premise is them, like, trying to pull off these bigger heists, like, making, like, mad cash, so they can, like, retire and not have to, like, 
uh, live in like poverty or uh, get sent back to Supermax, which is like their version of like uh, like the like big superhero prison. Yeah, there are super max super prisons in in the real world because they're considered higher than maximum security. They're just basically Soviet gulags. Yeah. Yes, we have them in America. That's where they keep. That's where they keep. Well, we usually relegate it to uh, Cuba, but yeah, that's where you. They probably keep like terrorists and shit. Um, makes sense to but, put uh, super villains in them. Yeah, makes sense. So. Yeah, it's a it's a pretty simple uh, premise. I don't think uh, I use that phrase too much, but uh, it's a uh, if you if you like heist stuff, this is definitely worth checking out. Outside of that weird like one hiccup with the the dub, I mean, you can watch it subbed, and it's perfectly fine too. It's your choice, really. Um, it's it's really damn solid. I gotta say, it, it it reminded me a lot of The Great Pretender, and that was also a fantastic anime. So, if you want a cynical take on superhero teams, uh, read X Statics by Peter Milligan and Mike Allred. It's from the early two thousands. I've not heard of that one. Uh, I'm familiar with the boys, uh, though. I think the comic is kind of shit. But the 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 Amazon, I think it was Amazon, right? The the TV show. Um, that's actually pretty solid, but that's not a Japanese thing. So, well, Ecstatics has a team of superheroes in the Marvel universe, but um, they're treated like pop stars. Like, even though their job is to go around the world and uh, fight bad guys in their bases, and it it has quite a high body count. You can expect lots of characters to die, but they're mm-hmm. still treated like members of a boy band or some shit because. They all have managers, and uh, they're more concerned with like movie rights and uh, action figures and shit than they are actually f- completing their missions or practicing their powers. It's just pure cynical MTVization of superheroes. I thought it was a neat story. Mm-hmm. They also got in trouble because uh, they were going to introduce a character who was a uh, resurrected Princess Diana. Oh, I could see why maybe that wouldn't go over super well. Yeah, apparently some high up at Marvel said, no, we're not doing that. So they changed it to a fictional princess from a fictional country. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. So, yeah. Um, definitely check out Super Crooks, though. It, it will probably have you hooked by the first episode if you're into, like superheroes and heist uh type shows i think it mixes the two together very well and uh it 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 makes a lot of sense why like the the main character would end up becoming like a a crook like i don't want to spoil it because it it starts off as a very standard like superhero like origin story and then uh uh there's a twist in the end it's like okay yeah i could see why he ended up in a life of crime all right, add it to my list along with several thousand others. Yeah, and uh, again, it's on Netflix right now. So if you could, if you have that, you know, easy way to watch it. Uh, if not, I'm sure you can figure out where to find it. All right, is that it for this episode? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, thanks for taking charge and doing all the hard work. <laughs> uh, I got to contribute sometime. We're talking about interesting shit before the episode, but I, I don't remember any of it already. 
<laughs> You've already blanked out. And it's uh, Betty drama about? and such. Yeah, we were just talking about bullshit. And the Dungeons and Dragons campaign I'm in. Yeah, whatever. I just had the episode. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Come to the Fediverse. It's freaking great. Good night. See you later. Yeah, just don't join Mastodon. Or do if you're a faggot. Whatever. You're still going to get called <laughs> the N word either which way. Yeah. <laughs> Good. If you're going to join the universe, uh, the Fediverse, uh, especially Mastodon, check uh, how many instances they're blocking. Or muting as most uh, instances. Uh, well, Mastodon has an automatic list. On Plurama, the, uh, the admins don't have to publish it. But on Mastodon, in the About section, I believe it's automatic. So if you see an instance that's blocking and muting uh, way too many instances, that's a red flag. Yeah, because then it's just like a gayer version of Twitter, and Twitter's already pretty gay. Yeah, if they block tons of people, it just means they want to live in a hug box. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, there's post, there's base, there's uh, shit poster, but is shit poster still taking applications, or are they closed for now? It's closed because of the new influx of people from Twitter. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't want to deal with those cunts. Yeah, and and, and the the journals are are coming en masse. There's that that, that fucking cunt, uh, Robert Reich. I, I I'm sure you've seen a, 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 a screenshot of his fucking retarded tweet. Well, he's on the Fediverse now. Yeah, I've never seen our admin Moon get angrier than when talking about journalists. Oh, uh, do you blame him? God despises these the subhuman filth. Ba- 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 <laughs> basically, every instance that um, that federates with us that is either on the right or the left fucking hates certain journals. Everyone hates journals. Oh, they're such yeah. shitbags. Not yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a shame. But it is what it is, I suppose. So yeah. Anyway. No. They'll probably get sick and go crying back to Twitter before long. Probably. Or maybe they'll actually revive Tumblr again. Well, I actually... Go make that their hug box. It's interesting that they're fucking off uh, Twitter because... uh, uh, I believe that's what we're talking about um, uh, before the episode. That Twitter, it was very clear that there was a lot of not organic shit. Uh, people that were more mm-hmm. popular than they were supposed to and uh, bought uh, to uh, just uh, completely ratio people. Now that all this shit is off, uh, people are, 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 are not happy that the, the, the shit lives that doesn't have their um, their, 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 their Ugg box anymore where they just can boss everyone else so they're so they're they're, they're fucking off to, to the fediverse and yeah yeah i heard that on japanese twitter the things people actually want to talk about are anime and video games but oh yeah, twi- yeah twitter algorithm yeah. was pushing feminism and yeah, uh, ma- yeah. mass immigration of foreigners into japan the kind of shit they don't want yeah, oh, yeah exactly i've, I've uh well, I, I, I've I've seen that for for years already on the, our Twitter, 
you could tell that yeah. the, uh, the the trending shit was really really bad and when trump was in office th there was like a shitty fucking trump hashtag every two days and you think it will be something that they will want to uh, moderate because I, every time i clicked on it it was a vile fucking shit it it, it, was, it was fucking retarded boomer and other shit lib but, but posting like, like their vile shit that will normally get, get moderated anywhere else so yeah yeah, Fediverse uh, Twitter really. I'm glad it Twitter exists. Really just died. Uh, the, the, the Fediverse is, is so much more fun. Yeah, it's my home on yeah. the internet. I'm actually starting to enjoy it a little bit. Uh, posts can be a little bit uh, strange. You have to you have to be ready for the uh, for all, all the particular characters. <laughs> yeah, the particular characters that show up on that site. Uh, there's other instances too. There's based. So you could use that too if, uh, uh, you know, there, yeah. there the might be a... The admin of Based is in my D&D &D game, but he insists on shitting it up with the most ridiculous <laughs> garbage. Yeah, well, what, what <laughs> character is he now? Oh, well, his first character was, uh, he insisted on having a Futa Lolly cat girl who was evil. Oh, no! And, and, and he, he would say things like, uh, roll to see how much I ejaculate. <laughs> like in the dungeon he was opening doors and attracting monsters to the party when we weren't ready and in town he was making false rape accusations on NPCs <laughs> uh, he's just being a shithead yeah his character is just <laughs> just, just, a just a fucking cunt. horrible piece of shit yeah, Wait, I you, love it I like you, it I like it <laughs> you say you say first character there's a second character yeah, yeah. um the, the party had to kill his first character. <laughs> he just got out of control doing evil shit constantly. So his second character is this uh, chaotic evil lizard man chick who like worships a god of like war and torture. Mm -hmm. So uh, of course I'm playing a lawful good cleric who's trying to tard wrangle the team into going into the dungeon and <laughs> getting loot. You know, the typical D&D shit, but no, SJW insists on deliberately destroying the campaign, and it's pretty funny. I have recordings of it on the same uh, mega.nz folder that this podcast is on, so anyone can listen to it. All right, also, fair enough. Also, also, the Dungeon Master, uh, Shadow Ferret, uh, <laughs> he, made, he made the villain of the campaign an evil wizard named Gargron. Who has an elephant for a head? Mastodon. <laughs> I I I didn't get it at first, so I'm just yeah. kind of like, what? Most of the players didn't get it, but when he introduced this evil wizard with an elephant head named Gargron, I was laughing my ass off. But no one else in, in the campaign got the joke. Mastodon sucks. We're making fun of it. That is the joke. Mastodon does suck. Yeah, I remember when I was first researching the Fetty, because you, you were, like, very insistent that I got on it. Uh, I looked into Mastodon, and I was like, man, this sucks. This is, this is oh, like yeah, Twitter, I, but worse in every way. Yeah, I warned you that Mastodon is for social justice faggots who hate fun. Yeah, that was, like, the first instance or whatever that I, like, heard of. 
uh, until like you know shit poster and post and base and all those other ones. Yeah, uh, shit poster is one of the oldest, but uh, Mastodon uh, became famous with normies when it yeah, came out. Yeah, yeah, sh- shit poster was was there for a long time. I came from another instance uh, initially uh, until Moon accidentally. Uh, lost the backup for, for both instances, so I just went on SPC, oh. whatever. Yeah, but, there were but, two Gamergate instances. There was Sea yeah. Lion Club and Freeze Peach. Yeah, I, at some point, me and Acuri and like one or two other users were like the, the only people on Freeze Peach, so it's uh, it doesn't really matter. I want to get Hakui on this show, but she doesn't want to. But uh, she whatever. she watches tons and tons of anime. She I, I know, I know. Fucking coward. And I promise uh, to be nice. <laughs> yeah, we can go an episode <laughs> without insulting a guest. Yeah, I, I was um, I was gonna say so. Yeah, I was there when when we we're still good news social, and then Mastodon came, and then Plerima came. But uh, I, I remember the, the shitty Gab War. So, so what happened is that Gab came on the Fediverse. They 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 fork. Uh, they did a fork of Mastodon, and the people that were on Gab actually paid to be there. So a lot of people trolled Torba, and he, he had to eventually stop stop the federating because it was just bleeding users. But man. The Mastodon sides of thing absolutely fucking freaked out, and it was completely crazy. Basically, what they did is that um, they differed, they defederated from anyone that federated with Gab. Uh, no, they defederated from Gab, and then they defederated from anyone that federated with Gab, and then what a they bunch made of pussies. They made trips. which is most people. To instances that we're federating with people who were federating with Gab. So uh, the instances blocking it was not good enough. They had to block everyone else who was federating with Gab. So that was really shitty. And then, uh, well, because Gab works on uh, Mastodon and because this is all under like the the same. the same protocol or, or whatever. Um, the um, the app just works for everyone, and that meant including Gab. So, um, and then the people on the Mastodon side, they harassed developers to uh, code art blocks for Gab users. They even went as far as harassing Evdroid for. Um, for, for adding apps that didn't have a hard block for Gabs, and then the uh, an app develop. Uh, well, at the time we used to have like Twitter-like things that said, "Oh, this was posted from X app." Uh, we don't anymore, probably because of that. Uh, instances started to block these uh, app ID thing from certain application. So uh, some so some application then had to change their ID to a- another application so that they won't uh, 
block a bunch of innocent people that had nothing to do with this. And it, it was such a fucking shit show. Jesus. I'm done. <laughs> All right. Yeah, enough uh, of this shit. Let's wrap this up. All right. See you later. Good night. Sayonara, niggas. Breakdown.